When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk about the NBA offseason is Kate Constable, host of The Better Angle from 4 to 7 Eastern Time Saturdays on the BetQL Network. Kate, before we get to the NBA, uh, you're not getting WID texts after 8 o'clock anymore, are you? Only when Paul's trying to get me to come on the show this morning, fill in. Paul's texting me WID 6 a.m. this morning. That's a little bit different of a WID text when it's coming at 6 a.m. in the morning. The literal Guilty as charged. W-I- <laughs> yeah, literally, what are you doing? Can you come on the show? No, I don't get too many yeah. of those anymore. I'm, I'm getting married in August, so those have slowed down uh, quite a bit. Not that they were ever coming in hot. I shouldn't even say that. <laughs> But they're not, those are not happening at all for me, which is a good thing. Eight o'clock, eight o'clock is the cutoff time. I, I, we are in agreement here, right? Eight o'clock after that, someone's up to no good at their, okay. Yes. Good. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, Bradley, Bradley Beal gets traded to the Suns. What Justin. Having Bradley Beal there obviously makes their starting five unbelievable, but beyond what the Suns have, and that's kind of been the issue for these super teams as they're built, and even for Phoenix a bit last year with Kevin Durant coming over and trading away the depth of Cam Johnson and wanted. I'm curious to see what... I'm going to call for right now. I think I think I feel pretty good about it. Okay. Yeah, I don't disagree. Pretty good. These big threes and the trend that we've seen, because would it, even, would it even surprise you if the Suns were like the next Brooklyn Nets? good you have to like place your futures now like we haven't even seen what this team is gonna look like like pump the brakes 
Yeah, that's exactly who I would compare them to, Aaron, is the Brooklyn big three uh, a couple years ago in that whole experiment. Clearly didn't end well. I mean, you could say that that Brooklyn was like a toe away from beating the Bucks and and moving on to the finals, possibly winning, but it just it didn't happen. So you can't really go there because that's not a reality. So I don't love this whole big three um, era that we're in. And if you look at the Denver Nuggets, they're not doing that. Like, yeah, they have their big right. three in Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., but that's not a true big three. Uh, those are just, you know, they're three top players where Denver just won as a complete team with role players stepping up, things like that. So I'm not I'm not in love with this whole big three thing. And I wonder how much of this move is Matt Ishbia and the new manager or the new owner coming in and wanting to make his stamp on this organization because he made very swift moves to bring in Kevin Durant. I'm just not sure that this is gonna work I don't have a whole lot of hope for it um and so in terms of the futures market and looking at where um the Suns sit I believe they've moved into third on most odds boards at around plus 650 jumped the bucks I would still just wait and not bet that I mean coming into the season there's likely going to be some feeling out process some growing pains in terms of how these players all work and gel together that they lose a couple games early on and everyone overreacts and thinks oh this is a disaster it's not going to work and maybe if you like them you get a better number then but I certainly am not rushing to the board to bet them right now. To me, the value with the Suns was right when the market was posted, when they were at plus 850. Then it moved to mm-hmm. 7-1 to one because certainly there was some good action to say, hey, guess what? Kevin Durant's still a really good basketball player, and the yeah. Suns have some good pieces around him. So, yes, you need to go ahead and jump on that. But definitely does feel like that all of that value is dissipated. I'm curious, too, what are the Suns supposed to do with DeAndre Aiden? Because if you are getting rid of Chris Paul and picks, then you are limiting the options that you have with him if you want to move him. And if the idea is, okay, uh, under new head coach Frank Vogel, we can turn Aiden into a more aggressive big the way he was supposed to be, but if that doesn't happen, then you've got a big contract that isn't panning out, right? Yeah, it's just a mess right now. They they could try and move Aiton and get some more assets back for him and build up their bench in that way and add depth that way. But then that does that kind of negate bringing in Frank Vogel, who's supposed to be this uh, great coach in developing bigs? And the Aiton thing is so interesting to me. I lived in Phoenix uh, two two years ago, went to a ton of Suns games. And so, you know, being just a little bit up more up close in watching these guys, Aiton decides when he wants to play. He's a fantastic player when he wants to play. And I'm not sure, like, bringing in a, a big man's coach is necessarily going to all of a sudden fix Aiton's problems because Aiton's problems is his effort. Like, when he wants to play and tries, he's a really good basketball player. It's just, does he really want to do that, you know? He loves the, the he loves the the national TV games. He loves the big time matchups. Mm. But if if the Suns are playing someone like the Wizards, he's not going to try. Like those are kind of the things here. So I would be all in favor of them moving him and trying to you know get someone back. Maybe like even like a Christian Wood, who's not a 
I don't, not an all-star big, but someone who can be serviceable. And then you also get a couple pieces back maybe that helps you build out some of that depth in the bench, which is a concern because you also just let Landry Shamit go. You traded him to the Wizards, and Landry Shamit was one of your bench players that came in, could hit a bunch of threes, spread the floor a little. I mean, he was terrible on the defensive end, but he was one of your additional scorers off the bench where now where is that production going to come from? So couple different ways you could do this Aiton thing, but I think the best thing is just to move him, honestly. Yeah, you know, that Aiton syndrome, It's I feel like Bam has that same situation where it's like he wasn't even really playing well until the finals. Like he also just turns it on and off in terms of his effort. You never know what you're going to get. Um, we haven't had a chance to talk to you since we found out about the 25-game suspension for John ja Morant. How does that affect how you rate the Grizzlies in terms of, you know, betting on futures? Yeah, honestly, it doesn't um, deter me a whole lot just because the, the Grizzlies were really good these past two seasons when Morant's not on the floor. And so the only thing that that – I see as being, you know, this really factoring into the futures market is maybe they don't get as great of a, a seed. Maybe they're uh, in the postseason. Maybe their regular season record struggles a little bit and they get like a, a six or seven seed in the postseason versus, you know, they were the two seed um, this season. So something like that. I, I'm not sure it's going to affect them a whole lot. Obviously, John Morant is not eligible for um, all NBA or any of the awards. It's, he's going to be thinking five games you now with the new CA have to play in two games so um there goes that for him but in terms of betting on the Grizzlies honestly I think you, you're probably going to get a better number for them for division winners and conference winners and I don't think they're going to win the conference possibly their division maybe but um it, it's not going to be all that detrimental to the Grizzlies as a whole, him missing the first 25 games of the season. Maybe they have to climb back a little bit in the standings later in the year, but the Grizzlies have been just fine without him in the past. Obviously, they're not a better team without him. You'd want John Morant on the floor, but Tyus Jones is probably one of the best backup point guards in the league because he could be a starter elsewhere. So he'll step in nicely. He, he doesn't turn the ball over, controls the pace really well. So I think the Grizzlies are going to be fine. It's just John Morant not being eligible for any awards and all, losing out on a ton of money because of that. So that's the, that's the big downfall for him. She's Kate Constable here on BetQL Daily. Let's get back to this trade here, and let's talk about the other end of it, where Chris Paul likely won't be playing for the Wizards. Uh, one report says he'll likely get waived, and it's possible the Los Angeles Clippers uh, may want to acquire his services, which suggests to me that he's going to be their starting point guard. I wonder if perhaps he should be, or if, if perhaps he would be better served as say a six man or a backup role and maybe that will get the most out of him or the team will get the most out of him if it's in that role but if he goes to the Clippers then he's starting and obviously the health of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George that matters much more than who the point guard is uh, but do you feel like that that would be the best fit the best relationship or do you feel like that perhaps Chris Paul could go somewhere else and that would I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This season, that's just not going to happen. At this point in his career, he wants to go to a contender. So, whether he says to the Wizards, just trade me, or if you're going to do that, I'm just going to sit out this year. I think those are two possibilities. But in terms of where he might fit, I think the Clippers would be a good fit, especially because his family is out in L.A. I mean, they've even when he's been in Phoenix, his family lives in L.A. His kids go to school out there. So going to either the Lakers or the Clippers, I think, is probably what we'll see. The Clippers are interesting because – of their injury history, like you mentioned. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, they're hardly on the floor. So now you're going to add in another veteran that also is very injury prone. But maybe with he and Russell Westbrook there, like maybe Chris Paul doesn't have to take on as big of a, a workload and those injuries are diminished a little bit because of that. So I do think that that could be a fit there. Um, in terms of going to the Lakers, wants to play with his buddy LeBron, um, both of those teams are somewhat contenders, so I think those are very attractive options for him, not only his family being out there, but both teams, you know, if they're healthy, having the pieces to contend. So those would be literally the only two options that I would look at as to where he goes next. Um, in terms of which of those is a better fit, kind of a toss-up for me. I, I mean, part of me thinks that the Lakers would be better just because he could go in and be that point guard for them that um, facilitates the ball. LeBron doesn't have to play on ball as much anymore, and you kind of get some of that, but he's not quite the Russell Westbrook that we saw um, there just because, you know, Paul doesn't have to have the ball in his hands all the time, kind of like Westbrook did. So I think that's a little bit better fit, but he has history with the Clippers as well. And, you know, with Russell Westbrook also there, again, kind of they can share the workload a little bit at this stage in his career. He's maybe not asked to do as much, which limits the injuries a little. Staying in the West, the Warriors promoted Michael Dunleavy Jr. to GM. He has been in the front office for about six years. Now he's in the, the GM, which I think this is a critical offseason for this Warriors team, and it sounds like they're already getting calls, possibly looking to move Jordan Poole. Uh, re we remember when Draymond punched him, so it seems like that situation isn't working, and maybe even Kaminga. So what are you expecting from the Warriors right now, uh, plus 650 to win the West? 
Yeah, that's going to be a tall task for him to come in and be the new GM here with a lot of potential moves this offseason. Um, I, I mean, you can't ever count the Warriors out because they have the Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Klay Thompson. And I think Draymond for sure comes back this season. But moving Jordan Poole, I, I, that would probably be a good move. He had a terrible year this year. I mean, he was just up and down, couldn't do anything in the postseason. And then you have the dynamics with he and Draymond Green, Aaron, with the, the punching thing that you mentioned. Like, that just – the Warrior players came out after the season ended and said, we didn't win the title because of that situation, basically, how it affected our season. So, yes, I think you could move him. I think you could move Jonathan Kaminga. I mean, he hasn't um, – played a whole lot and doesn't love that he's not playing a whole lot. He's been pretty vocal about his minutes. So, you know, move those two, maybe bring in some new fresh faces that you can um, put with this core group and, and, you know, try and contend more that way. But certainly never count out the Warriors as long as Steph Curry is on the team and Steve Kerr is the head coach. About 60 seconds left here, Kate. If you had to pick an NBA champion for next season right now, who would it be? Ooh, ooh. Um, yikes. I mean, I love the Denver Nuggets, but it's so hard to repeat. I think I would have to go with either the Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks. I just, with the way the Bucks finished this year, losing in the first round of the Heat, Giannis is a player that takes all of that so personally that I just see him coming back so motivated. A lot is going to hinge on whether they are able to bring Chris Middleton back in. And if they don't, then I don't like the Bucks. Um, because they have some some offseason moves that will likely happen. But I think the Bucks could be someone that I would certainly want to look at for next year's title run. Any other, uh, real quickly, any NBA draft uh, picks that you're thinking about right now as far as that market is concerned for bets? I like Brandon Miller to go second. I don't think Scoot Henderson is a great no. fit in Charlotte. And if um, – the Pelicans don't trade Zion and try and move up to that second pick to take Scoot. I think Charlotte takes Brandon Miller at number two. Very nice. Very nice. Kate Constable, host of The Better Angle, Saturday is 4 to 7 o'clock Eastern time on the BetQL Network. Kate, thank you so much for your time. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we dive back into today's MLB card. Maybe we dabble in college baseball. We'll find out right here on the BetQL Network.